welcome to Brainworms, the fucking id-driven, hallucinogenic nightmare where we read books and hate ourselves. <sighs> I'm Joe. I'm Kane. And I'm Chris. And um, since David's gone operating on his secret Canadian mission again, we're going to finish Shy of Argon because we hate ourselves and we hate you. If you don't know what Eye of Argon is, um, then your life is better than mine. But it was an amateur science fiction novella written in 1970 by amateur author Jim Thies. Um, and it was... Who did not have a lot of interactions with females. He did not. No, he, he, he did not know about the females. Females. And it has been called the worst fantasy novel ever published. Uh, if you want to go back in time, which honestly, I don't know why you're listening to this episode when you haven't listened to those episodes. Uh, but we've done two previous episodes also reading Eye of Argon. And now we're going to finish it. But before we do that, would you like to come and talk to Brainworms on the Internet? Because we have all of the social medias. We have the Facebook and the Twitters and the Instagrams. And you can talk to us. And because we're lonely nerds who also have very little human interaction. And also because we have very little few very fans. Very few fans. Yeah, this wildly unpopular, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we'll probably talk to you. And also, if you really want to just get good karma as you as you ride the karmic wheel through the universe then you can go to patreon.com slash brainworms podcast and you can support the show and uh and give us some money to buy better editing software um of which we we super pinky promise that's what we'll spend it on instead of like 1990s pop rings you mean? Do you mean uh, I only spend it on ring yeah. pops? Yeah. I only spend it on Ben and Jerry's um, ice cream. I would like That's a it. microphone that doesn't smell like Kane's fluids. So <laughs> that's never going to happen. You know, if you want to donate for a non-fluid scented microphone, we would we would welcome that. <laughs> <clears throat> so. I uh, I actually don't know anything about this book. <laughs> Great. And I hadn't been created no, you're yet. just coming in right at the end of chapter six with no con- do you Do you want some context? <clears throat> nope, no? he's not getting no. it. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I feel, I feel like I've escaped a pretty <laughs> grim fate by getting this far into it sure. before I have to start reading Isn't it. Isn't it a common practice for readers, like if they, if they find a book, to then, like, just open it to any given page and, like, just read a few bars to, yeah, to see how it... To, to see, like, what the quali- what the uh, the writer's language sounds like, to see if it resonates with so them. So this, this will be a simulation of that. Yay! All right, well... Yeah. Well, can I, can I at least know what... Is it Grignir? No. Um, I mean, it's a made-up word, man. Pronounce it however you want. Grig, Grig, Grig. See the 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 G and R. It doesn't have. So it's, I'm just going to call him Grig. The <laughs> N and R is silent. Um, yeah. Here we go. 
They have no more to fear of Agafim now, bellowed Grig in a deep, mirthful tone. What? Gleeful smirk upon his face. I have seen that they were delivered from his vengeance. Engrossed by Carthena's graceful stride and conversation, Grig failed to take note of the footfalls rapidly approaching behind him. As he swung aside the arched portal linking the chamber with the corridors beyond, a maddened, blood-lusting screech reverberated Whoa, from his eardrums. <laughs> 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 That's not. I missed that feat in 5e. I need to go back and remake some characters. Uh, I would like the uh, ears that do blood-lusting screeches, please. That- like, I don't know what that's going to do. Blood-lusting screeches that reverberate from your uh, uh, own ears. Let me tell you ears. exactly so, what that's useful for. Making the greatest metal band ever. That's true. Can he also <laughs> screech from his mouth and have like, no, a No, he cool listens with his effect? mouth. Duh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, no, no. no. I, think, I think the way this works out is, is he has this membrane that's like a snake's second eyes or whatever, uh-huh. or like a shark's second eyes. But instead of being on his eyes, they're in the ears. Okay. Right? And he uses this blood lust scream, right? Mm-hmm. And when he does that, his actual the actual parts of his ears that would hear sound mm-hmm. get that, that little flap that closes over top of it to protect it from the blood lusting okay. scream. What what Greg normally uses us for is when he goes down on his partner, looks up, makes eye contact with his mouth full, and then screams <laughs> from somewhere. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, seemingly utilizing the speed of thought, Greg swiveled to face his unknown foe with gaping eyes and widened jaw. Oh, you could just Greg raised those his axe. It, it would have all of his dogs, his all of them. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was too late. Mm. <laughs> Chapter seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> With wobbling knees and swimming head, the priest that had lapsed into an epileptic seizure rose unsteadily to his feet. While enacting his choking fit and writhing agony, the shaman was (laughs) overlooked by Grig. The barbarian had mistaken the seizure for the death throes of the acolyte, allowing the priest to avoid his stinging blade. The sight that met the priest's inflamed eyes nearly served to sprawl him on the floor once more. <laughs> that would have been great if he just had another seizure and fell over again. <laughs> I honestly think that that we should probably be doing this in like Hannibal Corpse <laughs> vocal stylings. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, violent acting is choking, fighting, like that is kind that, of is thing? That thing that you like have you practiced that no that's actually the first time i've ever tried to do a death metal growl you you may want to pursue that actually yeah i, I don't death death metal fans are garbage it's true sorry sorry if, if there are death metal fans that listen to this and you're like whoa why am i garbage it's because of the obsession with fascism and uh, overpowering women that's Prevalent in death metal. If you're a death metal fan that isn't garbage, then we're not talking about you. 
Yeah, and if so, you well, for, still are offended, we definitely are talking about you. If you're if you're a death metal fan that knows what we're talking about, they know we're not talking about them. They're they're the ones going, <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, right? I know, I, know. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right, the sight that met the priest's inflamed eyes nearly served to sprawl him upon the floor once more. The sacrificial sat it grim. What? Blood-splattered silence all around him, broken only by the occasional yelps and howl, I guess that's howls, of his, ears. of his maimed and butchered fellows. Above his head rose the hideous idol, its empty socket holding the shaman's effurbished, <laughs> infuriated gaze. Uh... Okay. Everything stopped. That was the <laughs> no, sequence of no, words. Just, shut up, Joe, no, I'm shut going up. through it. No, His eyes on. turned to a stony glaze with the realization of the pillage and blasphemy. Due to his high susceptibility, susceptibility following the seizure, the priest was transformed into a raving maniac bent solely upon wreaking vengeance. With lips curled and quivering, a crust of foam dripping from them, the acolyte drew a long, wicked-looking, jewel-hilted scimitar from his silver girdle and fled through the aperture and the ceiling uttering a faintly perceptible ceremonial gibberish. <sighs> I'm trying to look up effurbished. I don't think it's a word. <laughs> That was, I don't think it's a word. That man. was two um, sentences. That last. <laughs> that was yeah. He, he he loves to just not just just punctuation only when absolutely necessary. And I don't know why this is necessary, but seven and a half. Yeah. A sweeping scimitar swung towards Grig's head in the shadowed blur of motion. With axe raised over his head, Grig prepared to parry the blow while. Gaping wide-eyed and open-mouthed perplexity, suddenly a sharp snap <laughs> resounded behind the frothing shaman. The scimitar halfway through its fatal sweep dropped from the quivering, nerveless hand, clattering harmlessly to the stonage. Why, whenever there's an action scene, does Greg just open all of his orifices? <laughs> It's part of that. It's it's how he powers up his bloodlust screech from his eardrums. This, not not his, even Goku like does that when he powers mm. up. His anus gaping in fury. <laughs> Just oh, all I of mean, his holes. I was, I was thinking that, but for some reason, when you said it, it just tickled me. Cutting his. <laughs> Screech short. Now, was that the screech from the ears? Uh, ne never mind, never mind. Cutting his screech short with a bubbling red mouth gurgle, the lacerated acolyte staggered under the pressure of the released springboard. After a moment of hopeless struggling, the shaman buckled, sprawling face down in a widening pool of blood and entrails. Blood. 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 <laughs> <laughs> his, mm, regal, his regal purple robe <laughs> blending enhancingly with the swirling streams of crimson. All right, so at at some point, yeah, this this feels like picking on someone that that we probably shouldn't be picking on. No, no, the the author is basically cool with yeah. it. They're like they they know what they've wrought. <laughs> All right, good. Okay. Yeah, he's been interviewed and just been like, "Yeah, I, I get it." Uh, he later went on to pursue uh, journalism. So, oh, nice. All right. Well, 
Uh, I've got another name okay. that doesn't uh, make sense, so I'm just going to call them Riff. Well, first, at least try. Mrifk. No, it's, it's oh no, Riff. no, that's not that's not a name. That's just a noise that that oh that Grig Grigner will make every now and then. Just Murfk. <laughs> is it is it Murfk? Murfk. Yeah, it's an automatopoeia. So just however you want no. to approach that. Right. No, 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 no. First, you're putting way too many perceived vowels in there. It's got to be like. I, honestly, I'm just gonna say Riff. The M and the K are silent. <laughs> You're just picking the letters that you like at this point. <laughs> Riff, I thought I had killed the last of those dogs, muttered Grig in a half-apathetic state. <laughs> uh, hey, Grig, yeah. you doubtless do careless while giving vent to your lusts. Whoa. But let us not tarry any long, lest we overtax the fates. The paths leading to freedom will soon be barred. At some point, like, does is this going to have a point, like, any of these words? Just... Look, honestly, I think that this story was literally written so that he could show the pictures of boobies that he drew. <laughs> I've seen worse excuses to have tits. Yeah. Like, bad uh, exploitation movies from, the like, the 60s. Yeah. Right, but still, I think that's... Alright, so... The wretch's cries must certainly have attracted unwanted attention, the wench mused. Who's the wench? Uh, the, the only way that this writer refers to women is female wench. <laughs> or back boobs. Or, yeah, he has some confusing understandings of anatomy. But yeah, wenches and females are generally how women are referred to in, in this book. <sighs> By what direction shall we pursue our flight? Up that stair and down the corridor a short distance is the concealed entrance, not entrance, entrance, to a tunnel seldom used by others <laughs> than the prince, and known to few others save the palace's royalty. Oh, is wait! You, so, uh -huh. so we are, like, in an upstairs dungeon. Yeah, yeah, we, we, oh yeah, that's another thing, um... Grignir in the earlier chapters, Grignir was... It's Grig. Whatever. Da Real David said Grignir. Yeah, well, R Real David should have known there's no I between N and R. It's true. So we're, we're not just going to just throw those sounds together. <laughs> the N and R are silent. Um, <laughs> he, he was thrown in a dungeon, and then he was like, fuck, how am I going to get out of this dungeon? And he, like, wandered around. And then he found like a downstairs area below the he dungeon. He found he found like a trap, like a floor trap, right. and beneath the floor trap. Whoa, 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 whoa! No more context. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't need to be dragged back to the beginnings of this book. Okay, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. <laughs> it was literally before your time. Yeah. Exactly. And known to few others, save the palace's royalty. It is used mainly by the prince when he wishes to take leave of the palace in secret. It is not always in the prince's best interests to leave the, his chateau in public view. Even while under heavy guard, he is often assaulted by hurtling stones and rotting fruits. The commoners have little love for him. Lectured the ear lady? Uh, what? Come again. N-E-R-E-L-A-D-Y. I don't know that word. It might not be one. <laughs> it is amazing that they would ever have left a pig like him. Let 
left a pig like him become their ruler. I should imagine that his people would rise up and crucify him like the dog he is. Crucify dogs? That's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Would dog Jesus come back in three days but dog years time? Alas, Greg, it is not as simple as all that. His soldiers are well paid by him. So long as he keeps their wages up, they will carry out his damned wish. Uh, Damned wished. Okay. The crude implements of the common folk would never stand up under an onslaught of forged blades and protective armor. They would be going to their own slaughter. See, here's a funny thing, Grigner. Um, the populace Grig. almost all shut up. The populace almost always outnumbers the royal guard. Oh, so the winch mused is Carthina. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's 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 nice. Uh, they would be going to their own slaughter, stated Carthina to a confused but angered Grig as they topped the stairway. <laughs> confused but angered is just really a summary of this whole like book. Life. Honestly, you don't like, yeah. But 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 specifically, this book is just confused and angry and, <laughs> and, and horny. Yeah. Yet, how can they bear to live under such oppression? I would sooner die beneath the sword than live under such a dog's command, added Grig as the pair stalked down the hall in the direction opposite that in which Grig had come. That is how it always works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But all men are not the same of the same mold that you are born of. They choose to live as they are so as to save their filthy necks from the chopping block. Returned Carthina in a disgusted tone as she cast an apposed, apicine glance towards the stalwart figure at her side whose left arm was bound dexterously about her slim waist, his slowly waning torch casting their images and intermingling wisps as it dangled from his left hand. I don't know what any of that means! (laughs) You know, I remember when I played uh, the Metroid games mm-hmm. and you'd beat the final boss and like the planet would start to explode or whatever and you'd have to like run and get out and there's a sense of urgency. But the game would stop every five minutes to ask you philosophical yeah. questions. Yeah. That was my favorite part. All I'm saying is, is someone set us up the bomb. <laughs> Move Zig for great justice. No, you have only one chance to survive. Make your time. <laughs> exactly. Presently, Carthina came upon the panel, concealed amongst the other granite slabs and discernible only by the burned-out cresset above it. As I pushed the cresset aside, pushed the panel inwards. Carthina motioned to the panel she was referring to and twisted the cresset in a counterclockwise motion. (laughs) Grig braced his right shoulder against the walling, concentrating the force of his bulk against it. The slab gradually swung inward with a slight grating sound. Carthina stooped beneath Grig's corded arms and crawled upon all floors or all fours into the passage beyond. Grig followed after, easily the, easing the slab back into place. Winding before the pair was a dark, musty tunnel, exhibiting tangled spider webs from it, ceiling to wall, and an oozy, sickly slime running lazily upon its floor. Oh Hanging from the chipped wall upon Grig's right side was a half moldered corpse. Are you going to be okay? 
a sentence is a verb and a subject. I've got to keep going. Stop interrupting me. Good job. Now I have to start over again. Uh, Thanks a lot. Now now I have to start the whole book over again. No, I've got to start this over again to make sure I do it all the way through. Winding before the pair was a dark, musty tunnel exhibiting tangled spider webs from its ceiling to wall and an oozing sickly slime running lazily upon its floor. Hanging from the chipped wall upon Griggs' right side was a half-moldered corpse, its gray flacking arms held in place by rusted iron manacles. Carthina flinched back into Griggs' arms at the sight of the leering set in an ugly distorted grimace staring horribly at her from hollow gaping sockets. Are you going to be okay? Wait, I I missed a second letter. Could you go back and do it again? Uh, no. (laughs) This alcove must have been used by Agathem as a torture chamber. I wonder how many of his enemies have disappeared into these haunts never to be heard from again, pondered the hawking brute. Let us flee before we are also caught within Agathem's ghastly clutches. The escape from this tunnel cannot be very far from here, said Carthina with a slight sob to her voice as she sagged Hold on, in Griggs' encompassing embrace. Are they... Go ahead, Joe. No, no, you're fine. So this is like a torture oubliette. But they're (laughs) like, we gotta get out of this torture oubliette because it's our only way of escape. But if it's a way out, then how is it also a torture (laughs) oubliette? If they can just leave through it... Well, see, the oubliette works on the honor system, Joe. The, the prisoners <laughs> go in to serve their time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be tortured. Right. right. And they're just like, no, 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 I'll, I'll leave when, when, I, when I've served my sentence. I know what I've done wrong. Please continue. <laughs> yep. I, I just like the idea of them, like, leaving and escaping. Uh, like, it, imagine if in New Hope, when, like, they're they're running out to the Millennium Falcon, and then they just stop and, like, we have to escape from here. Yeah, let's go. And then they start going again. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> we know. Yeah. We were there when it happened the first time. Aye. It will be best to be finished with this corridor as soon as it is possible. <laughs> Why do you flinch from the sight of death so? Riff. You have seen much death this day without exhibiting such emotions, exclaimed Grig as he led her trembling form along the dingy confines. <laughs> God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the man hanging from the wall was Doyanta, one of the best names this author has produced <laughs> thus far. Also, how does how, how do we know that? How how does anyone how, I like, think Carthina knows it. Carthina knows it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> he had committed the folly of showing affections for me in front of Agathem. He never meant any harm by his actions. At this Carthina broke into a slow, steady whimpering chalking her voice like a with gasping you? sobs. Gasping I'm, sobs? Sobs. Oh. I'm assuming it was supposed to be choking oh, her voice with oh, gasping sobs. Okay. But he spelled it C-H-O-K-K-I-N-G. Okay, I thought you said uh, chalking. Not even a C? C-H-O-K-K-I-N-G. Like Daka Daka Daka? Like Daka Daka Daka. Alright, cool. There is never anything between us, yet Agathem did this to him. The beast! May the demons of hell's deepest haunts claw away at his wretched flesh for this merciless act. She prayed. Is she praying to hell? I mean, that sounds pretty cool. She is, yeah. (laughs) Maybe this book's gonna get better. (laughs) 
I detect that you felt more for this fellow than you wished to let on. But enough of this. We can talk of such matters after we are once more free to do You've so. You've been talking about bullshit this entire <laughs> escape attempt. With this, Grig lifted the grieved female, female to her feet and strode onward down the corridor, supporting the bulk of her weight with his surging left arm. Why? Why is his arm surging? <laughs> oh, you, you precious heart, you! Why is his arm surging? It's, it's fine. It's fine. Presently, a dim light was perceptibly filtering into the tunnel, casting a dim reddish hue upon the moldy wall of the passage's grim confines. Carthina had ceased her whimpering. That's so fucked up! It partially regained her composure. The tunnel's end must be nearing. Rays of sunlight are beginning to seep into Grig Clemide. Clemide, his right hand over Carthina's mouth. C-L-A-M-E-E-D. It sounds like an abbreviation of chlamydia. E- Greg Clamide? What? Clamide? Cl- I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Greg Clamide his right hand over Carthina's mouth and with a slight struggle purred, pulled her over the shadows at the right hand wall of the path while at the same time thrusting his torch beneath an overhanging stone to smother its flickering rays. <sighs> Be silent. I can hear footfalls approaching through the tunnel, growled Grig in a hush. Be quiet! They'll hear us! <laughs> Bitch, shut up, wench! <laughs> All that you hear are the horses corralled at the far end of the tunnel. Why are there horses that corralled That is a further sign that we are nearing our goal, she stated. Alright, so wait, hang on. So we've got we we've got our upstairs oubliette and our downstairs um uh like temple and above that we have the the stables yeah just want to make sure we're on the same page there's no page that we're on this is this is this is uh. oh it's worse get ready Mm. (laughs) all that you hear is less than i hear i heard footsteps coming towards us Silence yourself that we may find out whom we are being brought into contact with. All that you I hear doubt that there is less than <laughs> I hear is the best <laughs> sentence ever written. <laughs> I doubt that Holy any would shit. have thought as of as yet of searching this passage for us. The advantage of surprise will be upon our side, Greg warned. Uh, be quiet you'll ruin the surprise which I will now explain how surprise (laughs) tactics work Athena cast her eyes downward and ceased any further pursuit towards conversation an irritating habit in which she had gained an amazing proficiency two figures came into the pair's view from around a turn of the tunnel they were clothed in rich luxuriant silks and rambling on in conversation while ignorant of their crouching foes waiting in an ambush ahead Barbarian dog is cringing beneath the weight of the lash this moment, sire. He shall cause no more disturbance. Just I... don't actually look in the oubliette. Yeah, don't, I swear he's in there. Don't follow up. I promise. Hi, <laughs> it's so it is with any who dare to cross the path of Sargon's chosen one, said the second man. But the peasants are showing signs of growing unrest. They complain that they cannot feed their families while burdened with your taxes. What? You know, that that is... 
it's it's a really important part of the family unit um you know like like you the united states russia japan all these places they all make sure that every uh, household provider can feed their family <laughs> um, i shall teach those sluts the meaning of humility <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> Wow. Order an immediate increase upon their taxes. They dare to question my sovereign authority. Ha ha! They shall soon learn what true oppression can be. I will. A showdown balk leapt from behind a jutting promontory as it brought down a double edged axe with the spit of a striking thought. One of the nobles sagged lifeless to the ground. Skull split to the teeth. I do like skull split to the teeth. I do enjoy yeah, that. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Greg grasped as he observed the bisected face set in its leering death agonies. Did, did we just go into a Metal Ocalypse episode? Yeah, it was Aga. And just so you know, this is another shitty name with less letters than it should have had so <laughs> the f a gaff it's a gaff there we go a gaff the n d are uh, silent so it was a gaff the dead man's comrade having recovered from his shock drew a jewel encrusted dagger from beneath the folds of his robe and lunged toward the barbarian's back grig spun at the sound from behind and smashed down his crimsoned axe once more his antagonist lunged howling to a stream of stagnant green water grasping a sprout stump that had once been a wrist grig raised his axe over his head and prepared to finish the incomplete job but was deterred halfway through by his lunge by a frenzied screech from behind. Oh no! Another <laughs> frenzied screech! Sorry. At least it's different from the bloodlust screech that Grig performs from his eardrums. Sorry, Where did eardrums, the water yeah. come from? Look, man. <laughs> these are questions that can't be answered. Alright? <laughs> like, it, is it in a trough? Or is it like just like standing because like we're in a dungeony kind of area and water pools underground but we're above yes. a temple but yes. Carthina leapt to the head of the writhing figure plunging a smoldering torch into the agonized face the howls increased in their horrid intensity stifled by the sizzling of roasted flesh then died down until the man was reduced to a blubbering mass of squirming insensate flesh that's not what happens when you set someone on fire. It takes a while, and they make a lot of noise. <laughs> Grig advanced to Carthena's side, wincing slightly from the putrid aroma of charred flesh that rose in a puff of thick white smog throughout the chamber. <laughs> Carthena reeled slightly, staring dazedly. It's actually dace, not dazedly, but dazedly, D-A-S-E-D-L-Y, staring dazedly, dazedly. There you go. What does that mean, Joe? It's it's not a word. It's just a more fun way. <laughs> Staring decedly, 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 yeah, decedly, yeah, decedly downward at her gruesome handiwork. I had to do it. It was Agafim. I had to, she exclaimed. Sargon should be more careful of his right carful. I'm sorry. It wasn't careful. I, I <laughs> My brain completed that mm. on accident. Sargon should be more careful of his right hand men. Like. Like added Grig, a smug grin upon his lips. 
But to hell with Sargon for now. The stench is becoming bothersome to me. <laughs> with that, Grig grasped Carthena around the waist, leading her around the bend in the cave and out into the open. A ball of feral red was rising through the mists of the eastern horizon, dissipating the slinking shadows of the night. A corral stood before the pair, enclosing two grazing mares. Grig reached into a weighted-down leather pouch dangling at his side and drew forth a scintillant red emerald he had obtained from the float bloated idol. Raising it toward the sun, he said, We shall do well with Bobble, eh? Is, is that the sentence? Just, we shall do well with Bobble. We shall do well with Bobble, eh? <laughs> I, I think he had a stroke. Like, just mid-sentence. Too well with Bobble. Carthena gaped at the gym, gasping Stop in a terrifying gaping. manner. The eye of Argon, oh, Kala! At this, the gym gave off a blinding glow, then dribbled through Grig's fingers into a slimy red ooze. What? Grig stepped back, pushing Carthena behind him. The droplets of slime slowly converged into a pulsating jelly-like mass. Is this a single is the opening monster. or something? What the fuck is happening the right now? A single opening no, transfixed the blob, forming into a leech-like maw. Then the hideous transgressor of nature followed towards Grig a trail of greenish slime lingering behind it. The single gap puckered repeatedly, oh, emitting a, a ghastly fucking sound. <laughs> Greg spread his legs into a battle stance, no, stealing his no, quivering foos for a battle royale with a thing he knew not how to fight. <laughs> Carthina wound her arms Greg, around her protectors, you know how to mumbling, do Kill it! Kill! While her entire body trembled. The thing that was almost upon Grig when he buried his axe into the grisly maw. It passed through the blob and clanged upon the ground. Grig drew his axe back with a film of yellow-green slime clinging to the blade. The thing was seemingly unaffected. Then it started to sluice up to his leg. The hairs upon his nape stood on end from the slimy feel of the thing's bully bulk. I've seen enough. I've, I've been on the internet yeah, enough to know where this is going. this is pretty pornographic <laughs> what's happening right now. The nautus sucking sound became louder. It <laughs> being drawn from his body. With each hiss of hideous pucker, the thing increased Don't in ever size. Don't say the words hideous pucker to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Grig shook his foot about madly in an attempt to dislodge the blob, but it clung like a leech still feeding upon his rapidly draining life fluid. He grasped with his hands, trying to rip it off, but only found his hands entangled in a sickly glue-like substance. Oh the slimy thing continued its puckering, it's now having grown the size of... <laughs> Grig's leg from his vampiric feast. Grig began to reel and stagger under the blob, his chalk-white face and faltering muscles attesting to the gigantic loss of blood. Carthena slipped from Grig in a death-like faint. A morrow-chilling scream upon her red, rubbish lips? What? what? In final desperation... Did he just call her lips trash lips? <laughs> <laughs> in final desperation, Grig grasped the smoldering torch upon the ground and plunged it into the reeking maw of the travesty. 
Isn't the <laughs> reeking maw of the travesty like attached no. to his leg and crotch? Travestry. Travestry. Not travesty. Travestry. Right? I just want to know where he shoved a torch into his own crotch. <laughs> Open. A look. shutter passed through the thing. No, look, 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 look. A travestry <laughs> is a very, very poorly done tapestry. That's all you need to know. <sighs> Can I finish? Yes. <laughs> Grig began to reel and stagger under the blob, his chalk-white face and faltering muscles attesting to the gigantic loss of blood. Carthina slipped from Grig in a death-like faint, a morrow-chilling scream upon her red, rubbish lips. In final desperation, Grig grasped the smoldering torch upon the ground and plunged into the reeking maw of the travesty. Or travesty, I'm sorry. A shudder passed through the thing. Grig felt the blackness closing upon his eyes, but held on with that last ebb of his rapidly waning vitality. He could feel its grip lessening as a hideous gurgling sound erupted from the writhing maw. The jelly-like mass began to bubble like a vat of boiling tar as quivers passed up and down its entire form. Is this language weirdly pornographic to anyone but me? I was just about to make a... I was trying to come up with a joke. Like, I think it's about to come. End of available copy. Are you ready for this, though? Yeah. Because you guys are in luck. Uh-huh. We have access to a lost ending. Whoa, dude. This last set of three paragraphs is going to redeem this entire book. So I want you guys to, to get yourselves prepared emotionally for everything that's about to happen. I'm, I'm, okay? I'm clenched up. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> my, my orifices are gaping. <laughs> Mine, mine are puckered, so. With the <laughs> slosh- is that, we'll like see which is a better. <laughs> we should sit side by side, and then that would be our own version of like the see no hero, see no evil, speak no evil. Yeah, with a sloshing plop, the thing fell to the ground, evaporating in a thick scarlet cloud until it reattained its original size. It remained thus for a moment as the puckered ball took the shape of a protruding red eyeball, the pupil of which seemed to unravel before it the tale of creation. What? How a shapeless mass slithered from the quagmires of the stigmatic pool of time only to degenerate into a leprosy of avarice lust. Avaricious lust? There we go. Avaricious lust. Us. In that fleeting moment, the grim mystery of life was revealed before Grig's ensnared gaze. The eyeball's glare turned into a sudden plea of mercy, a plea for the whole of humanity. What? Then the blob began to quiver with violent convulsions. The eyeball shattered into a thousand tiny fragments and evaporated into a curling wisp of scarlet mist. The very ground below the thing began to vibrate and swallow it up with a belch. <laughs> The thing was gone forever. All that remained was a dark red blotch upon the face of the earth. Blotching things up. That's fucking in the book. <laughs> so, so the blob tried to vor Grig. And it failed to do so, whereupon the earth vored the monster. <laughs> Shaking his head, his shaggy mane. Clear the jumbled fragments of his mind. Grig tossed the limp female, female <laughs> over his shoulder, mounting one of the disgruntled mares oh, and leading the other. The, female. Carry on. <laughs> oh, no. the weary, scarred barbarian trooded soft, slowly off into the horizon to become a tiny pinpoint in a 
filtered filed of swirling blue mists, leaving the nobles, soldiers, and peasants to replace the missing monarch. Long live the king! Okay, well. <sighs> Winner of the J.T. Rickhosh Award for Excellence. Cool. That's a <laughs> prestigious award. Transcriber's note. Because why the fuck not? Okay, yeah. No mere transcription can give the true flavor of the original printing of The Eye of Argon. I don't know what the true flavor of the original printing of The Eye of Argon was. It was was mimeographed with stencils cut on an elite manual typewriter. Many letters were so faint as to be barely readable. Others were overstruck. And some that were to be removed never got painted out with correction fluid. Usually, only one space separated sentences, while paragraphs were separated by a blank line and were indented ten spaces. Many words were grotesquely (laughs) hyphenated, and there were illustrations. I cannot do the justice in mere words, but they were a match for the text. (laughs) These are the major losses of this version of TEOA. Otherwise, all effort has been made to retain the fully correct text, preserving even even misspellings and dropped spaces. An excellent proofreader has checked it for errors, both omitted and committed. What mismatches remain are mine. I shall endeavor to keep a copy of the original available for viewing, so it may be appreciated in all its fullness. But as a labor of love for those whose third-generation copies have now succumbed, Suscumbed, I'm sorry, succumbed to the bitter vicissitudes of time and entropy, worn away by the ravages of countless rereadings before (laughs) enthralled audiences, yet who have found that the heady flavor of its stylistic paragraphs has seeped into their soul and still grips it with a fervent (sighs) grasp. I dedicate this machine readable version of the inimitable The Eye of Argon. You know, as you were reading that, I found myself thinking about all of the the knowledge that has been lost to time because of <laughs> like library fires and natural disasters and fascist purges, shit like that. You know, all of the knowledge that has been lost to history. But the eye of goddamn Argon <laughs> is preserved for all eternity. Uh, in, yeah. In just unaltered form you know all of the errors and mistakes and fuckery perfectly intact as put down by the hand of the writer not even the original trilogy the original like george lucas scrubbed that claim yeah yeah unless you just have a vhs you can't you don't own and cannot get the greedo shooting first version of star wars but the eye of goddamn argon there it is preserved in amber for future generations, the when in in the in the end times when the neuromancers scour the wastelands looking for lost media, they're gonna find the Eye of Argon perfectly preserved. So, what do we think of the Eye of Argon? <sighs> well, I think that it's important to note that it was fucking terrible. <laughs> There's okay. nothing redeemable about it. Except for, where's that line at? There was a line about the uh, skull to the down to the jaw, to the teeth. Yeah, yeah. Skull split to the teeth. That was fucking dope. That was pretty metal. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is trash. 
Yeah, guys, I actually, uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was a pretty good book. I don't know. Yeah. All that you hear is less than <laughs> I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't forget, <laughs> we cannot forget, I shall teach those sluts the meaning of humility. <laughs> the, the all that you hear is less than I hear, that sounds like a line out of one of the Matrixes, one of the sequels. It honestly, it sounds like a bad anime dubbing. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a much better comparison. It mm. actually sounds like, Joe, why the fuck did you bring this thing back so that we could finish it? So that we could finish it. You answered your own question. Why? Why, though? Why because... did this need to be unearthed? <laughs> you're part, you're part of what's <laughs> going to have this surviving the end times. All right. This is going to be put out into the internet yeah. in audiobook form. Yeah, in three parts for your reading pleasure. Although How the fuck did it take three parts? There was a lot. <laughs> Dude, okay. scroll up. Look at how meaty some of these chapters are. You know, combine that with, like, look at the size of chapter six, even, is enormous. Uh, combine that with us shouting and shrieking about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then there's just this random eyeless woman titty picture. The eyeless or noseless? I it's fine. I can't, I can't tell. Don't, don't Trying to it. understand. <laughs> um, I am of a mind that we should do a Dungeons and Dragons game set in the world of Eye of Argon. I think that that's fucking terrible. Can I get the feet for the screaming ears? fuck i want that too yeah (laughs) screaming ears blood lusting screech from my eardrums and the the the, the reason why you want it is because it gives you an advantage in all intimidation rolls does it though yeah um there was like the during because the the almost every time that that there's a a female character referenced in this book. It's either the female or the or the wench or the harlot. Not great representation. But in the first re uh, the first uh, episode of this book, every time David would say would reference females, I would just go females <laughs> and, cr- and and crack up <laughs> to the point that I had to promise I would stop doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that wound up taking a lot of time. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of words in this that aren't real. <laughs> like he was just typing along. It was like, you know what? Fuck it. This feels like it means something. <laughs> yeah, this means something to me. No, no, you think it's like it just feels like it means something. Uh, ha- haven't there been authors who have invented words? Like, didn't Shakespeare invent a lot of words in his plays? Did I just say something really stupid? Uh, yeah i'm not i'm not very uh i don't know a lot of i mean i know some of shakespeare's stuff but i don't know that he created words words. yeah i i could have sworn he did that like like i i wasn't confident enough to tell you like no you're wrong but that doesn't feel true let's ask google females what the fuck what 
Okay, so I, I'm going to Google to ask Google, did Shakespeare invent any words? Uh-huh. It auto-completes with, did Shakespeare write the Bible? He uh, actually there, did. He wrote yeah, the King, King James. James translation. Yep. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I had no idea. So, like, that just that just slapped me across the face. This is stimulating content. Um, This is a shorter episode than usual. We're probably going to talk about Shakespeare for a few more minutes. Um, so if, if you're like, fuck these nerds and their bullshit, um, don't forget to like and subscribe and click the bell. Honestly, you... we're really sorry about doing the Eye of Argon. I, you didn't deserve <laughs> this. No, no one. We didn't deserve this to do this to ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we did, honestly. Like, this is really as much as we're worth. But the listeners probably did deserve better than to be subjected to this. They did. And you know what? I. I really do apologize. Uh, but yeah, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> and if, if you want, if you want us to apologize to you directly, <laughs> leave a comment on YouTube and say, Hey, I was really hurt and offended and, and made upset. Uh, my, my young child was horribly traumatized by this book. <laughs> And, and I'll and I'll get in there in the comment section or, or one of some representative of the podcast and just say, look, I get it. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to do anything for you financially, but but I do apologize. I get it. You know, and, and if you if you actually go to the Patreon, we'll uh, we'll talk about you and how sad we are about what we did yep. with this episode and the next episode and uh, and all of the past episodes. Uh, Shakespeare invented roughly 400 words by conjoining two words, changing verbs into adjectives, changing nouns into verbs, adding prefixes to words, adding suffixes to words. Oh, that's fun. So, awesome. so a lot of the, and, and then a lot of those ended up entering like the common language. Right. Uh, Neil Gaiman told me that Shakespeare sold his soul to the Fae mm-hmm. so that he could be successful. Is, 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 is that supposed to be bad? <laughs> no. That's just only what Neil Gaiman told me. Sandman is one of my favorite comic book series of all time. Any copyrighted content contained within this podcast is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. Editing and post-production by David Combs. Art provided by Kane Magdalene. The theme music is HodgePod Number One by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon or Ko-Fi, or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. 